This Saturday, let's pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. While he was going through a field of grain on a Sabbath, his disciples were picking the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands, and eating them. Some Pharisees said, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus said to them in reply, Have you not read what David did when he and those who were with him were hungry? How he went into the house of God, took the bread of offering, which only the priests could lawfully eat, ate of it, and shared it with his companions? Then he said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. The Gospel of the Lord. Today, Saturday, we will again review the lessons from the gospel we experienced throughout this week so we don't forget the words of the Lord that were healing and good for us. On Monday, we celebrated the passion and martyrdom of St. John the Baptist, and we said it mirrors the weakness that's in this world and in our hearts, both of which have a hard time accepting the truth and taking the risk this entails. We also commented on how easy it is to refrain from taking risks and be silent witness to the dishonesty, corruption, adjustments, falsehood, and deceit that may surround you. That part is easy. No one is likely to say a word to you about what is politically correct. But is that really what you prefer? Do you prefer to live comfortably and be remembered as a mediocre person? Or worse, not to be remembered at all? Isn't it more beautiful to die for the truth? To die for Jesus, leaving something greater behind, something that will last forever? On Tuesday, Jesus cast out a demon. We said that the devil is the one who seeks to divide and lie. The devil tries to divide our thoughts. He confuses and mixes them. He also divides our feelings, our hearts. He tries to make us unable to distinguish, to reach discernment. He mixes everything up. The evil one seeks to confuse, to break our human relationships, to separate our family. He likes to promote enmity, to keep us in our position out of pride, fixed in our thoughts, in our own logic, in a capricious victim mentality. He likes to keep us from positive change so that we stay trapped in resentment and anger, so that we don't forget our wounds. He seeks that, he deceives us, and lies to us so that we remain misled and away from God's truth. He inclines us to always think ill so that we always see the bad part of life and see nothing good. On Wednesday, we heard what might be a summary from a day in the life of Jesus, a spectrum of his public life, his phase of fame, and at the same time in full preparation to death, to his surrender. Jesus does everything in one day, but does everything right and in the right measure. The life of Jesus is a model for us in all his dimensions. We cannot forget not only in terms of his goodness, in terms of his morals, but in terms of the way he faced things, what he chose and what he didn't choose, how he lived, what kind of life he preferred to live. Jesus chose to be a man and live as a man. He was not a superman or a God who came to pretend he was man so that we would believe that he was a man. No, all these concepts are misinterpretations, plain heresy. Jesus was God with all his being, and man with all his being. He is God made man, 
And it is precisely in that divine point that lies the mystery in the core of our faith in Him. On Thursday's reading, we witnessed the miraculous catch of fish. There were countless details to meditate on, but mainly, we had an open invitation to fall at Jesus' knees. We can only see how little we are when we discover how great God is and how great Jesus is. We cannot recognize who Jesus is if we do not realize that we're small before God. Jesus knows that we're sinners. He knows everything and doesn't care. He transforms what seems to be useless and turns it into something great. The world produces sinners and then discards them. Jesus embraces the sinners, forgives them, and turns them into fishers of men. And yesterday, we saw how Jesus invites us to fast so that we can truly find Him. True fasting trains us inwardly to strengthen our will and focus on others, to think of their well-being and not be so self-centered. Fasting helps us unify our body and soul. It teaches us self-restraint and how to direct our tendencies and passions that may at times run rampant. And this is for a greater good, the love of God and others. May we have a good day, and may the blessings of our merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon our hearts and remain forever.